Hi, welcome back to Shop Talk with the Sheriff. I'm Sheriff Gregory Tony here in Broward County, Florida. Thank you once again for joining us on our podcast. For our consistent, loving fans, thank you. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for staying with us. For those who are new, let me tell you a little bit about the show. We typically try to educate our community about some of the different programs, things that we're doing here at the Sheriff's Office, how we're a leader in so many different facets in the United States. But we, do, we can't do it on our own. So sometimes people that come on as guests, maybe from the outside, partners that we have that work in different 5013Cs, the Sheriff's Foundation, the Broward County, you name it. But today we got to stay in-house. Uh, I want to talk about something that's very important, pr- pretty, pretty much one of the number one crimes that we have here in Broward County, uh, which is burglary. Uh, burglary prevention and auto theft, this is what this episode it's about. And in order to do that, I figure the most suitable person to bring in is one of our veterans, one of our hardworking detectives in our burglary unit. We'll talk about that in a moment. It's called BAT, a burglary apprehension team. Bunch of studs out there undercover and all the cool dark SUVs getting the job done. Uh, so today's our special guest is in-house, one of our own, born and bred, uh, has been doing a lot of great work here at the Sheriff's Office, Detective Javier Duran. Uh, he's in his 10th year now with the Sheriff's Office, uh, but this guy has taken on service to a whole new level. Uh, he served with the United States Marine Corps, uh, went in at the very early age of 18, um, did some deployments overseas. So he's a combat uh, Marine, been over to Iraq, deployed for us and got in country. And we appreciate that he had been able to make it back. Uh, but that wasn't enough. He figured, I, I got to suit back up. Let me get out here and do this law enforcement thing, right? So this guy's an action junkie is what I hear, but it takes one to know one, baby. It takes one to know one. Um, then he, he started his career, did some time over at Hollywood Police Department, start running the gauntlet there, was a recipient of the Combat Lifesaver Award, SWAT operator. So he's a kicker. He's a door kicker. Love him already. Um, then he got smart. Woke up and decided it was time to be part of the Mean Green BSO machine. Uh, And I say that with a smile on my face because I had to get smart, too. I didn't start here, but I'm damn sure going to finish here. Uh, So with that, let's let's open it up. Uh, Detective, thank you for joining us on the show. Um, How you doing, man? It's been a while. I see you in in a while. Sheriff Tony, thank you for having me on the show, sir. This is an honor. Really? Guys, I tell you, it's always funny. You know, I'm the senior ranking commanding officer for the agency and you get the sir and you get the sheriff and all the other stuff. But, you know, I hit operations with this guy. Right. So we took down bad guys in the field today. And it's weird uh, to hear him call me sir. But I understand it in great respect. But, you you know, this is a brother. You know, we're out here working and and kicking doors together. So let's talk a little bit about the burglary apprehension team. Let's start there, because that's how you and I end up meeting. Right. So we, we go back a ways um, early on during my detective days in Coral Springs. Uh, I was one of the lead detectives that work in a burglary unit, helped kick that thing off, uh, had a blast. And we realized we, we we're just too small of a city. We're going to have to partner with BSO. And then you you came along. Right. You guys came yes, along, sir. developed the, yes, the bat team. You Tell guys, us a little bit about it. You guys were so successful and what you were doing that BSO saw that and wanted to mirror that. So they came up with, hey, let's uh, come up with this burglary apprehension team. And uh, initially it was only supposed to be a three month, uh, a little three month detachment. Wow. Which for me now has turned into nine years. (laughs) Yeah, right, a little short tour. Uh Yeah, three, three months. See, I didn't know that. So it was a three month pilot program that turned into a nine year successful unit that's just been dominating out here, taking on these burglary suspects. Uh, I alluded to it earlier, Javi, that, hey, this is our number one crime. Uh, Talk a little bit about the size of the the bat team 
and what's a traditional day on a tour look like? What are you guys doing out there? Couldn't really tell you that we have a traditional day uh, on call 24 seven. We're ready, always ready to respond. Um, I, I would say we're supposed to be on the clock nine to five, um, but oh, it really never, it, it doesn't really work out that well. Uh, but as of today, we are 11 uh, detectives, to in, including the sergeant, along with uh, three TFOs from Plantation and one TFO from uh, Sunrise. Awesome. Um, you got a good group of guys that are out there and people hear burglary. They think about, you know, someone broke into my car, someone broke into my house. Uh, you know, talk to me a little bit about you're on duty. What are you looking for? How are you guys operating to catch these guys? I know what it is. I've been there and done it. But let's talk to the community who don't know what you do every day. We're looking for these burglars that are breaking into your cars at night, during the day, when you go to your dog parks to walk your dog, when you go to your gym, uh, or when you're at work, these guys are breaking into your homes. So our job is to do our investigation and find who these guys are, monitor them, and catch them in progress and uh, so that we can, we can effectively, effectively uh, prosecute these guys. Because, I, I mean... Burglary is a very serious crime, believe it or not. I mean, somebody breaks into your house, your house is your, it's your safe haven. And right. it not only affects you and what you've lost, but it also affects your family. I have four children. Right. And if somebody breaks into their ho- my house and they know that somebody was in their room, it, that it really affects them emotionally and, uh, and mentally. It, yeah. it has... The sense of confidence, right? You violate, you violate, you know, someone's personal space, their home, their sanctuary, where they're supposed to be the safest uh, throughout the day is when they're home. But if you come home and someone has ransacked, stolen, vandalized, destroyed your property, instantly there's like, okay, how safe am I, right? So yeah, you're right, man. It really has a psychological impact on the, the people that reside there. But I'll go one further. It hits the neighbors, when the neighbors think that they live in a gated community, they spent $600,000 on a home, and then they come home to see yellow tape everywhere and crime scene vans um, and, and sometimes vehicle assaults and car crashes that occur when we have to take these guys out, it really impacts the whole psychology behind safety and security for our residents. You know, one thing I will talk about, and we're going to play this together on this one, is the amount of hours and that are dedicated to apprehend someone with no guarantee of success. You know, there's a lot of surveillance operations. Um, in fact, the bread and butter of bat is surveillance. Um, intelligence driven, seeing what the suspects are, are doing, who's the hitters in the community, and then patiently waiting and using intel to get them. Um, you know, like I know, that could be eight hours, 12 hours, or three weeks, and you get, you know, just to get somebody. You know, tell the community about that because, you know, and on TV, right, NCIS and all that, it makes it seem like it happens every day right before 335, right? That's the time to pick everybody up. Hob, you know that's not the way it works. And they're able to go home and pick up their children on time and everything's good. No, it's not that way. So we got a good, good TFOs, good detectives. As you said, sir, it's 
a lot of hours go into these investigations, uh, a lot of surveillance. And, um, uh, you know, we're thankful for you, sir, for your support and uh, that we're able to work all of these hours. Uh, so it, it, it there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. it it's not just oh, you broke into the house and we put handcuffs on you and you go away. It, there's just a, a lot of investigative work, a lot of uh, boots on the ground. And uh, it's it's not so it's not so open and closed. No, of course not. So, you know, here I talked about it or alluded to it earlier that Broward County, really the number one crime that we have is, is, a, is the burglary, so to speak. We've allocated the time, personnel. What are you seeing out there right now in terms of the vehicle theft element? Because we saw towards the, the, the tail end of last year, like people were snatching up Range Rovers and a bunch of Ford uh, 350s. You know what was the pattern with that? I about sold my Range Rover. I said, "No, I'm getting them getting out of the getting out of the <laughs> the Range Rover industry if that's what's going on here in Briar County." Uh, but you guys knocked those guys out, picked them up. But what was the pattern? Like, what was the nexus with those two cars? So, we were so successful in residential burglaries and knocked the numbers down so much that just like us, uh, criminals that are looking to make money have to adapt. Right. So. What do they do? Also faulting a little bit technology, not really faulting, but it, it played a role in it. Um, everybody now, nobody sticks their key in their car in order to turn their vehicle on. Right. And we've gotten to a point where residents, they don't even take their keys out of their car. They leave their keys inside uh, of their vehicles. Mm -hmm. And as I said, it's not like, at least when I was a child, that you had to hotwire the car. You know, you just... Right. Get into the car, press the button and go. And these criminals, uh, especially with Range Rovers, they know what to look for. They know mirrors. Um, they know every little detail. The lights, how the lights flicker, the alarm will tell them if the keys are inside the vehicle or outside of the vehicle. Wow. You know, I didn't know that. So now it's time to go back to my 1988 Toyota Camry I had at Florida State University. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't have any issues there, right? You wouldn't be able to get the windows to roll down either. Uh, you know, I, I've always enjoyed the work that takes place out there when it comes to the burglary apprehension team and all the detectives and stuff you guys have there because it's multifaceted, right? So you have to be able to investigate thoroughly, right? Look at intelligence, look at crime patterns and trends that are taking place in regions and districts and everything else. Then you have to process and organize an action plan for how you're going to go about surveillance and picking up on some of these things. That could be at night at a certain time. It could be days. Uh, once you execute that, then you have to, you know, safely and effectively take these guys down, hopefully without any form of violence taking place. Uh, so there's vehicle assaults involved. There's football, uh, excuse me, foot pursuits involved. There's canine tracks. I mean, goodness, you guys got your hands in everything, right? Uh, and then and then talk about this. Um, I, I can't, I think back to my time in your position and it seemed like every single time we took somebody down, there was a gun in the car. Yes, sir. Uh, especially nowadays. And e even... When I started, there was guns in cars, but nowadays it seems like every single vehicle that we do uh, assault on or we take down, they're always armed, which of course increases the uh, liability and danger uh, for us. But we're always able to, uh, at least with that, we mitigate uh, the dangers and we're able to practice our, uh, I would say, <laughs> Uh, we're, we're able to time it right. 
to yeah. where we move in at the correct time when uh, it's safest. I don't want to say safe because it's never really safe, but safest. Yeah, no, you know, I've, I've been, <laughs> I've been, I'll say fortunate. My wife would, would disagree, but I remember driving uh, recently. I was hitting home with my wife in the car and, and I'm always armed and prepared to respond anywhere in this community. Uh, I'm not even gonna let that be a secret folks. So just know I'm ready wherever I'm at. And, and you guys were doing a vehicle assault. Um, I think it was like 95 and Sterling or something. Hollywood and, Boulevard. Yeah, Hollywood Boulevard. That's right. And, and I was like, well, babe, hold on. I'll be right back and <laughs> jump out the car and leave her there and help on the assault. And, and again, right then, I, I, there was a firearm in that car, right? So there, it, it never stops. And, and just the the high liability component that you guys are taking on, I, I'm hammering on that because I want the community to know how important this unit is uh, so that when I go back to the county commission and fight for more funding and more support, that it goes without question that we need to make sure we do this the right way uh, and get past the fact that this unit started as a pilot program um, almost 10 years ago and we still haven't been able to get this thing to be executed as a full-time active functioning unit. So changing of the guards, new sheriff in the town, that's my responsibility. That's my goal for you guys. Um, now, you know, let's talk a little bit about, because this is kind of that auto awareness, you gave us some tips. Um, I hope folks that were paying attention to that at least own Range Rovers and <laughs> figured out that, hey, you, you may not want to leave your keys in close proximity. You definitely don't want to leave them in a car. You want to make sure that you lock and secure the doors so that the windows uh, close on it. That's just for one particular make and model. What yes. universal tips do you have for our community whose vehicles are getting burglarized at Publix, whose cars are getting broken at the middle of uh, in the night, and we are out there taking reports and you're out there trying to track them down. That's great. But some of this stuff, people can take, make good decisions and mitigate this from happening. Right? Yes, sir. Of course. Uh, starting off with make sure you don't leave your keys in your cars, please uh, stick them in your, in your purse, uh, in your pocket. Please don't leave your keys in your car. Uh, also it, make sure that you lock your cars at night. It's a habit, at least for me, if, mm -hmm. When I'm about, when I'm going to go to bed, I turn the alarm on and uh, for my residence, and then I hit all of my the locks to the cars. If if you were able to, if we could get people to adapt that or somewhat that, or you know, just make sure that you lock your cars at night, because a lot of these guys all they don't necessarily break your window, but they try your car door. Your car door is open. Now they gain entry into your car. They'll ransack your car. If the keys are in the car, now they uh, will steer your car. Also, uh, valuables in your cars. Um, it's important that you remove all of your valuables uh, from your vehicle. There's uh, your purse, any laptops, any electronics, because say you did lock your, your uh, car, but you left your laptop in your car. If that is visible and they are motivated and they, they, you see some, they see something that they like, they're going to break your window. And now you have to deal not just with your car being broken into and having to fix that window that's not cheap, but and uh, and your uh, electronics are missing or whatever it is that they took. So that's extremely important. Uh, it, that also goes for when you go to your gym, because that's one of the primary uh, locations where they break into are your gyms, your parks, especially dog parks. Um, and uh, and your and your residence. So anywhere that you'll go that you don't need your purse, or that where you would go where you're going to leave your valuables, 
that's going to be a, uh, a hot zone that they're yeah, going to. You know, some of the things that are, are simple for people to kind of process, right? Everyone's watching crime shows. I think they said the, the majority of uh, TV, television shows now that are airing have some nexus to either crime scenes, policing, law and order, you name it, whatever the shows are. But let's just think practical, right, folks? So if you're going out to the gym, suspects are aware that you're going to be in there for at least two hours. So they are aware that you're going to probably be doing cardio, treadmills, working with head, headsets on. They understand it's a high volume, uh, population of density, multiple cars, probably 30, 40 cars in a parking lot, maybe 50, 60 if you're at like an LA fitness or whatever it may be. So it's easy to blend in and disguise, get in, sit, watch, stalk as you go in, um, oblivious that there's someone sitting there waiting for you to arrive. The second part of that is make sure you understand that what you may deem as not viable could be considered in the eyes of a thief as viable. So what do I mean there? Uh, I had this. This is a case. You, you made me think about this. If you saw me smiling when you were talking about this area. Uh, I remember talking to a lady who left her like laptop computer bag in the in the car and said, well, I took the computer out. I said, well, the suspect only sees the bag. So in their head, the computer is in that bag. And what happened? They bust the window out. They came up short. You know, they got a nice, you know, little satchel bag, but they didn't get the computer. Even if you think it's not viable, it may be viable to someone else. So don't leave any property in your vehicle that is easily uh, or visibly um, available for a suspect to walk by your car and look at it and have some curiosity as, hey, what's in that box? Right? Yes. Maybe you got an empty box for Nikes, right? Uh, a Nike box in the back of your car. They're probably going to break in your car hoping to get a new pair of shoes. So take some of these things as a common sense approach. And then just from my old detective background, another thing I would share, if you do have an electronic device, cell phones, iPads, whatever it is, especially in this current climate, make sure find my iPhone is on. Uh, I can't tell you about the amount of operations where suspect had broken into a car, stole a purse, and it was a phone in there. Well, okay, that's an opportunity for us to use an investigative tool. So pay attention to all these little clues. Pay attention to the little things that are available. Make sure when you're shopping that you're doing the things that are conducive to safeguard your property in the car, in the vehicle in itself. Uh, and the same apply in your residence, right? It's not just in the cars. Um, yes, sir. You know, Hav, with that, we've had a chance now to see a lot of success over the last nine years um, with the BAT team. What's your vision? What do you see us doing next? What's the next move for us to do? You know, you got me on the horn. Um, I'm the guy that signed the paperwork. So give me some ideas. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, and, and just to put it into, into perspective, 2014, there was 3,078 residential burglaries. 2022, it was 798. That is a 74% reduction that we were, that we were, we, that is, I mean, that that's insane. Those, those numbers are pretty good. And last year alone, we had 403 arrests as a unit, 189 high-end vehicles recovered and 48 guns, which brings me to another point, guns in a vehicle. Uh, please don't leave your guns in your vehicle. 
Yes. I understand that you you, you want to leave your guns in the car, folks. I'm sorry to cut my man off, mm-hmm. but that is such a pain and an annoyance for me because it speaks of the greatest degree of irresponsibility as a gun owner. You don't yes. leave your firearms unchecked and unaccounted for anywhere, let alone in a vehicle where someone's going to probably break in your car. And now you have just armed a suspect who was not armed. Now, we're going to treat them accordingly. I can care less what their intent was if they pick up a gun and arm themselves in a the car. And that's that. That's I expect that from all my men and women that serve in this role. But the firearms, take it out of your car, put it in a safe. If you got a CCW, then carry it in, in, in accordance with the law. But don't leave it in your car. Don't do yes, that sir. to us, folks. But going back to answering your, your, your question, uh, where do where do I see the bat team going? Uh, we we've been especially within the last couple of years here extremely successful. Uh, Sergeant Matt Marks, who is uh, somebody who I look up to and a great leader, uh, not only at police but also military. He's uh, great, great one of the greatest uh, leaders I've ever. Yeah, he squared away, man. For yes, sure. sir. Yes, sir. Um, so we were able to. Uh, we were deputized uh, with the marshal service uh, because of our success, along with uh, HSI, which was uh, you know huge for us. Um, because of our success, we were able to get TFOs and uh, from Plantation and Great City of Sunrise. Um, going forward, uh, a budget would be nicer, <laughs> uh, but fair, I understand. Fair and and, and on, honestly, this this year, uh, or I'm sorry, after when you became sheriff was the closest we've ever gotten to it actually happening. And I, I, I can't tell you, I mean, our team was is extremely grateful um, for what you did. Listen, we're not, we're, we're not done. You know, I, I know what I was able to do and get you guys some, some new toys and all this other stuff, but this is a, I have to get this in the end zone, right? I got to score this touchdown. That's the way I've had it in my head. Um, we've had to fight through some different stuff over the last year with COVID and budgets and other priorities, but this is, this is on my to-do list. I got to get this in the end zone. So you guys stay hungry, keep grinding, keep getting the work done. We appreciate everything you're doing. You just rattled off some just remarkable numbers that are probably untouchable anywhere in the state. And I'd challenge any other unit that do what you guys do in the country and put you up against them. So for those of you who just joined on, I just want to uh, recap. Today we have one of our finest detectives, Detective Javier Durant, who is part of the burglary apprehension team, um, has been on there for almost a decade now, uh, excuse me, or been with the agency now, um, and has done a remarkable job for God and country serving as a Marine being out here on the front lines, taking on some of the worst of the worst criminals. And we're just educating you all up on the importance of what you can do for burglary prevention, auto theft prevention. If you just got on, roll it back, hit rewind, start from zero, and listen to what this man had to offer because he did a phenomenal job. So, Detective, thanks for joining us today on on, on the podcast. Thank you, Sheriff. For everyone else, thank you again for joining me on Shop Talk with the Sheriff. Remember to follow me on Instagram at BSO Sheriff Tony. It's not a stunt double, folks. It's actually me. Also, subscribe to the podcast so you get early alerts to every new episode. In the meantime, stay safe, be humble, and try to love somebody a little bit more than you love yourself. Take care, folks.